and welcome back to the Equipped Man Podcast, the podcast where we explore what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wance. And today I'm joined with a, uh, I'm joined with a, but I've got a friend with me. I'm like, I don't know why these words are not working. Um, so I've got Levi with me. Um, he's a, he's a husband. He's a father. He's a brother, son. He's a mm. bit of a movie star. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. So welcome to my podcast studio slash my office where we're going <laughs> to yes. talk about what it means to be a man of God. Hi, Luke. Levi. Hey, Luke. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And you're it welcome. Looks like you finally getting your words back. They That's... are. They are. It's weird. It's I, I I mentioned to you earlier. It's like I, I've got speech. Um, You know, I, I used to do speech and, and, and all I used to sure. be in theater and I'm like goes out the window. All of it goes out the window. I'm convinced it's because I yeah. don't have anything memorized. I don't have a script in front of me. So I'm oh. like, I don't know. Words are words, I guess. Yeah, I can see that for <laughs> sure. Especially if that's what you're used to. And Yeah. Um, yeah. But good. No, man. Thanks good. for having me out. You well? You doing good? Yeah, doing well. Uh, having uh, We uh, went to a park yesterday and we were throwing around planes, me and my son and uh, daughter, I yeah. have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and then my wife, and we're out there throwing these little um, styrofoam planes, and they were really flying. Nice. And I'm like, man, when I was a kid, these just like, you went outside for about five minutes and they broke. Oh, yeah. I mean, they oh, were yeah, pathetic, totally. but yeah. these ones were great and flying like, I mean, I, it must have went 50 feet up in the air at one point. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, and so nice. uh, doing that stuff. But no, here here with you and excited to talk about this topic. I think it's yeah. super important. Good. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just going to just open the floodgates and initially I'm going to I'm going to hit you and and my plan is whenever I have guests on is what I'm going to start with. What does it mean to be a man of God? I mean, wow. Uh <laughs> Gonna come out swinging, just boom, like, right there. You're like, what's life about? Can right. You just tell me life <laughs> and what it is about, because I think, especially just, and I, I think it goes for every person, but as men, it's kind of a, it's kind of like the crisis of our lives, is how do I be a man? But then as a Christian, you know, how do I be this man of God, and and what does that actually mean? And and sometimes I think we either oversimplify it. Or we overcomplicate it and we get way too far to the one side and like, oh, we have to be this way or this way or this way. Or like, we're like, oh, it just kind of, you know, existing and taking care of things and and just relax and make sure everything's okay. And if everything's okay, that's it. Like, we kind of have these extremes, but I think it's it's somewhere more, you know, in the middle. And of course, with God in the mix, yeah. leading and guiding your life that... um helps gather up what that means but i mean you could come at that question from so many different angles too of as a father or as a husband or as a a churchgoer a, you know a follower of god a disciple right like of 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 your work or or your strength mentality your finances like there's such a a plethora of ways to approach the question that i think we just kind of get lost in the mix of it and we either don't ask ourselves enough or we're asking ourselves too much and and uh and it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I I agree. Um one of my favorite terms is uh analysis paralysis. It's where, you know, again, you you start to overthinking a topic or a situation and all of a sudden it's like you you think so much that you're almost unable to act. Wow. And so it's like, you know, again, I know for me um 
I, I was I was raised in a cat in the Catholic Church, but not exactly in in the the Christian faith. I know it, I know Catholics are Christian. Um, I don't want people to come hate me. Um, <laughs> but I did not grow up in a household or in a church where mm. reading the Bible was encouraged. Yeah. Um, and so it's like when I started coming to church and 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 I got saved and met Jesus, and it's like everybody's like, "Well, read the Bible, read the Bible," and I'm like, "Okay." Do I just do I just start at page one and go? Do I do I start <laughs> yeah. with do I start with the New Testament? You know, do I just randomly grab a Bible and whatever it falls open to, that's where I start. It's you know, and and for some people it is. It's that I don't I don't know how to start. You know, and and you know, because because like I was telling you, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I I need that. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there and, and I'm, I'm including myself in this mm-hmm. of, you know, it's like, yes, I've already admitted, you know, I've, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I know he is the way, the truth, the life. Now what? Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I fully believe in God. I'm, I'm hundred percent sold. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I'm, I fully believe 100% everything in the Bible. Now what? Yeah, you know, and I, and I think that's the big question, especially for men, you know, because it is it's it's you become a father, you mm. become a husband, you know, and and I know you um, your dad was was a pastor. Yeah, um, I know he's yeah. not anymore. Right. Uh, you know, but um, but you grew up in this. And so it's yeah. like, how how was that? Because you've kind of been. A child of God. I mean, we're all children of God. Yes. But you've been, you know, child, then, you know, boyfriend, then fiance, then husband, Mm -hmm. then father. You know, it's like you've hit all of these. I almost want to say developmental milestones. Right. While still being a Christian. Yeah. So it's like, what what did that look like? Yeah. No, that's a really great question. Don't don't let me forget. I have a question for you when we look back. But I have definitely, and it's so funny you ask that because I'm driving today and I was just thinking about how I'm like, God, I I don't know when it happened, but at some point you became such a bedrock of my life. Mm. I can't even fathom myself without it. I, I don't make decisions big decisions. I mean, you know, what I'm going to eat for cereal, (laughs) right? But it doesn't matter, right? But I don't make decisions. I don't move things in my life without talking to you about it, without meeting with you about it. Like, and and without that being, it, it, it just is like this core element of who I am as a person. And somewhere along the way, it became not just like this great idea or something I desired or wanted, it became who I was. And I think, like you said, I went through so many of those major stages of life with God as the singular foundation where everything else kind of comes and goes everything else kind of shifts and changes but he doesn't and so yeah I have walked through all of that with him and and to where now I I mean every year of my life I have a deeper (laughs) better relationship with God a stronger a better understanding of him and it's more it's more fulfilling every year. And I wouldn't even say I was dissatisfied with it last year. It just, it became (laughs) more and more this year. Yeah. And I guess my question, I want to kind of loop back around to you because 
I'm on the other side. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you went from not having like, you know, and, and you were you were living in the world and yeah. doing these other things to now suddenly you were you were here for God and you're trying to connect and you're connecting with him. You're feeling his presence. Like, what was it like trying to define yourself as a man without God to where what's like one of the biggest changes you felt or seen in yourself on that? Um, you know, you're you're right, um, because I was. um I mean, I've, I've talked, I've, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but I was, I was, you know, I went from being a Catholic, mm. um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a priest actually. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then you. in college I, I turned to witchcraft, um, you know, mm. doing the spells, burning the candles, the incense, yeah. all that. Um, and then I, I ended up at church and I was like, this is it. This is, this is me now. This is wow. what I want. And, um, Wow, it was like one of the. I I remember it was the the first weekend I came to to church. It was uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving weekend I went. Uh, I traveled up to Nebraska to be with my parents for the holiday weekend because you know you want to be a good kid and be with your parents and family. And I remember thinking that weekend, I miss church. Mm. I was mid thirties at the time. I had never missed church. Like, I mean, missed as in, yes, I've not gone to church. But, right. like, that feeling of, I want to be in church. I've never had that. And the fact that I had that kind of urging only not even a week in. And all of a sudden, so I was like, so that was, I mean, I my wheels wow. had been spinning because I had neighbors um, that went to the church and they were the ones that kind of, they, they didn't talk me into it. They didn't, you know, cause I, I love to say that they got to know me, you know, they became my friends and, you know, they never, Hey, come to church. Hey, here's what the Bible says. You know, according to Jesus, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, because I would, I would talk and, and my neighbor would never bring up Jesus, the church, the Bible, nothing until I did it first. Oh, wow. And even then, yeah. it was usually like, man, I, I can't stand when some churches do this or pastors awesome. do that. And he's like, ours doesn't do that. Okay, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> total, <laughs> total cynic, total cynic. Mm -hmm. um, because I know better, you know, and, and, I, and I love to say that, you know, non-Christians are so good at smelling out the hypocrisy in so many Christians. Yeah. You know, and it was... So it's like, I've seen the hypocrisy. I'd seen the lies. I'd seen, you know, all the, the dirty laundry that, that some churches try to hide. And it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't need that. I'm, I'm a quote unquote good person. I've never murdered anybody. I don't rob, I don't steal. <laughs> right. So, you know, for the most part, I, I follow the 10 commandments. Why do I got to go to a church? Um, but it was with them, uh, this couple, it was, it, it kind of, I mean, it started off real basic. It was like, I mean, they're, they're kind of cool. They seem like decent people. Right. If that's what happens by going to this church, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. You know? And so yeah. that's, that's, that's where it started. But, but to kind of go back to your question of, of what is it like to hit these major milestones without God as your foundation, mm. you know, without him as your bedrock as as your, your true North, um, it's like, I would love to laugh and, and say it involves a lot of alcohol and sleepless nights. Um, but it's true. 
Mm. Um, you know, I, <laughs> um, mm. probably, probably, you know, the, it was probably a good few months, um, at least, uh, before I came to church, but I, I did, I tried to drink myself to death. Um, cause you just don't, you don't know better, you know? And that's, 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 that's the thing because it is, you, you get to the point, you know, I, I know I, I, that I kind of laugh with you, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I've chosen Jesus, you know, I've, I'm, I'm completely sold on Jesus. Now what, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's the next step? Yeah. Yeah. And when, when I wasn't living for Jesus, it was okay. I'm in college. Now what? Okay. I hit, you know, I'm 25. Now what, you know, for the longest time I had certain milestones in my life. I didn't think I was going to live to, um, just because of how I lived and what I believed and everything. I mean, I threw myself a small little party when I turned 25 because I didn't think I was going to see 25. Wow. Um, I'm sure there's at least two or three times in my life that I've had alcohol poisoning, but I never went to the hospital for it. Um, you know, I, I had been, Mm. I had been married, um, divorced. She, uh, I didn't think she was serious, but looking back, she pretty much warned me that she was not going to be faithful. And then I was surprised and, and hurt when she was not faithful. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, wait, what? Um, you know, I, it was, it was, you know, you don't, you don't have that. I know we've had conversations where it's like you, you, you get, you get baptized in the Holy spirit and you get that still small voice in you of, of discernment of, you know, Hey, this is, Hey, this is, this is a bad idea, you know? And it's like, you don't have that Mm -hmm. when you're out in the world and you're just, you're just floating from experience to experience. You know, it's, you're like, you're like a pinball, you know? And, and whenever life hits you, you just turn to whatever doesn't make you hurt as bad. Yeah, right. I mean, I I did Makes not sense. expect this to get as deep and heavy as it as it did, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're I'm going. Like, we're I, going Luke. I spiraled down in life. I did. Yeah. I mean, I I could. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in inpatient therapy and outpatient therapy. <laughs> mm. Wow. You know, I mean, it was. I mean. You know, it was because because yeah, before because before before I started coming to church, um, I was smoking at least a pack a day. Um, I was I was drinking almost every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just I didn't care. Yeah, what I else? didn't care because I I, I mean, I, yeah. I had I literally had nothing to live for, even <laughs> though I had like some form of aspirations of what I wanted to do with my life. I had nothing to live for. Mm. You know, I was just going through the motions. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think that um you know, we'd probably look at that or whatever and, and maybe some of the outcomes or whatever, some of the things you did was extreme in a way, but I don't think it is extreme. And I think a lot of people live there and they do different things with it. Maybe they just get an addiction to to, to a sports team or they just they find something yeah. to kind of just ease that that pain or loss, right? Like and so for me and you now, you know, we've found this God who yeah. is way more than just 
some of these other Christians that we've yes. met or whatever. <laughs> like he's he's immense and he's powerful and he's he's active and he's he is he's life itself, right? Like getting yeah. to know him and being around him is just it makes you satisfied yeah. with living. And then suddenly you turn around and you enjoy these other things from life way more than you used to. Yeah. And, and it gives so much purpose and meaning to everything else. And, and yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's easy to forget kind of where did I come from and, mm. and where am I at now? But also just kind of forget that the man, the men we've become, because of our relationship with God is actually pretty awesome. Yes. You know, when oh, yeah. we really stop yeah. and think about where I am and, you know, there are so many things that might speak to you as a guy that makes you feel like a failure. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can look at, you know, I come home and maybe like one of my kids isn't quite behaving the way and I look and I'm like, you know what? I've really kind of been too loose on that lately and yep. or whatever, or like my wife <laughs> yeah. is saying something and I, I feel I feel a sense of fear or something from her because... I've not really done that very well before this yeah. area or, or what. And like, if we have all these things that are constantly, I, I wouldn't say constantly, but we probably make it more than it actually is, but telling us we're failing as men. But if you really stop and think and wait for a minute and like process when you got that relationship with God, mm-hmm. now suddenly I'm like, Oh wait, okay. Okay. Who, yeah. but who would I be without that? Right. It's oh, such yeah. a big gap. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I like to, one of my favorite things to say uh, for that, you know, because you're talking about, you know, like finding God and, and some people have these addictions. Um, we are all born with a God-shaped hole mm-hmm. inside of all of us. And only God can fill that. But until we have God fill that, we are going to search for anything and everything to stuff in that hole to try to make us feel complete. And part of me, there's part of me that's like, I know that's how God designed us. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. all for God proving me wrong, but I I am I am borderline convinced that that's how God designed us because he wanted us he 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 wants our loyalty, you know? And mm-hmm. and he he wants us to seek him and to right. to you know search him out. And you know, again, the whole I will be your God, you will be my people. Yep. You know, right. and part of that is is loyalty. Is that you know we want to hunger and thirst for him. Yeah, and so I do. I think I yeah, think it's in it's all of us. And yeah, I remember I was 16 years old, and we were. I was on the stage singing at my church back then. So back in uh, Southern Missouri, my dad was a pastor at the time there, and uh, and still a God fearing guy and everything. Yeah. Like that, just because he's not a pastor <laughs> now, like no, he's yeah, no, 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 absolutely yeah. pursuing yeah. Jesus. I oh, love yeah, my is. dad, and so he. Um, but anyways, we're in this service and just I just felt God starting to kind of speak and, and talk on me. And, and so I spoke to the church and I was like, hey, I kind of cut the song. <laughs> I don't know if I was even a lot, probably just the pastor's kid. They let me do it. Right. Yeah. But I was like, do you realize that? And again, I'm 16, right? 16, 17, somewhere in there. And I said, do you realize you can feel? You have the sense of feeling so you can feel God. Yeah. That you can see so you can see God. That you can taste so you can taste God. Like you were very specifically designed to know God. Mm, yeah. You Like he didn't just make us to, oh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Here it is. Like 
I'm yeah. going to make you as I am yeah. in my image so me and you can become one. Jesus, in John 17, I only can reference it because I just read it, but <laughs> I'm not that much of a Bible genius. Just I just read it. But in John 17, he's praying. It's the prayer of Jesus. And he's praying. He's like, God, let them be one as you and I are one. Mm. And let them like know us yeah. as you and like if G- Jesus is literally saying, they can know you as deeply yeah. as I know you. Yeah. Like, that is... That is yeah. It's yeah. insane. And, and so when you're talking about this God whole, yes, you were absolutely made on purpose yeah. to connect with God. Yeah. And, I, and I, I love that. You know, and I love that. And it's, it's also borderline scary that for so long I lived without it. It's, mm. And and it is I oh yeah you know I I'm I'm not gonna say daily reminder but so often I do I get reminded you know I've got the scars I've got the memories mm-hmm. of how I almost didn't make it this far yeah wow you know right. and I mean even even I had you know what was it like nine ten years ago or so I had a motorcycle accident I was not wearing a helmet on the highway. And I went off of my motorcycle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I could tell God saved me. I it I could feel, I could literally feel something while my, my, my bare head was scraping across the asphalt. I could feel something between my head and the asphalt. And, okay, so let's just, <laughs> let's delve into this a little bit because I actually really, really like this because so many people kind of get fishy with it, but... yeah. Where at that time, was there any sort of like you're pursuing God at all? You're oh yeah, I was I was in church at the time. I'm, at I mean, that I, time, I had, I, had, I, had, I was already in church. I had already I was fully committed. <laughs> um, I was I was married. Um, I was to my current wife. Yeah. Um, you know, so yes, I was I was I was I was all in. I was fully committed. Um, so yes, I was hundred percent believer. And so it was. I I stood up and I'm like, it it was. It was like praise God. I'm I'm alive. I'm able to stand up. Yeah, it's um, amazing. And I guess. What I'm trying to say, though, is there are, in the book of Jonah, okay, God yeah. tells Jonah, go to Nineveh. Yes. Jonah's this prophet to Israel. Israel needed help, too. But God's thinking about these 145,000 other people in this other city that has n- way far off. Yeah. And he's concerned about them. Yeah. Like, I see so many people where I could easily just, quote, unquote, convict or judge them and say, man, that's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. dude, he is just messed up, blah, blah, blah. Something always reserves in me and says, hold on now. Yeah. Hold on now. If they had what you had, they wouldn't be that person. That's true. And so how can I, I would be them. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I I would be you if I didn't have this, again, bedrock of relationship with God that defines who I am. I would be just like them. So for me, I lose any sense of like, judgment i have to other people i i can't even like speak bad about people in politics yeah because i'm like it takes one moment Mm -hmm. for any person could be turned around and how could i have a hardness in my heart for someone that god just rescued yeah like yeah and it's That's kind true. of a yeah. side thing but no yeah and and i'll say um kind of the kind of the opposite can happen you know somebody that has been their whole life having Jesus as, you know, God as their bedrock and, and being fully committed. Mm. There could be that one moment that all of a sudden it it's, it's enough from the enemy to trip them up 
Oh yeah. And they're 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 gone. They're they've lost the fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I remember years ago I, I used to do the Highland games, the you know, the Scottish like strongman type stuff. <laughs> of course you did. And um I did, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and uh some of my, my fellow competitors uh in the local area, they were talking about going to some games out in Vegas. And I was like, man, that 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 would definitely be interesting. Uh, I don't I don't want to go because I know that I know the spirit and the atmosphere that happens in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I've never been personally, but yeah, I know enough of it and, I, and I've seen enough of I know I want to steer clear. But I was like, you know, I don't have the finances. I, I didn't lie. Um, you know, I literally didn't have the finances to travel halfway across the country to go to <laughs> play games down in down in Vegas. But um, I remember I had a friend that um, like you was had been a Christian his whole life, pastor's kid, everything. Mm. Loved the guy. Was one best man at my wedding. Um he's like, man, that would be so awesome. I'd go there, hit 13 black, bam, I'd be gone. I'm like, no, don't. I'm like, <laughs> Vegas would destroy you. Yeah. I'm like, I know that you are a good person and I know that you fear God and love God. Mm. This the 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 junk that is in Vegas would destroy you. Right. And you would not be able to leave that place the same person that you are now. Yeah. You know, so as much as as much as that one that one moment, like a non believer can can have that, you know, that people say that Damascus moment like like Paul had when he turned from Saul to Paul. You know, that that as much as people can have that moment to to turn to God. Absolutely. I, I firmly believe that there's those yeah. moments that if if believers aren't careful, they can have the almost like the reverse Damascus. Yep. No, I completely agree, and I think in a way it's it's humbling, mm. and and I know there's just been certain things in my life that I'm like God, you know, this thing, this area, whatever. Like, can you help me with this? You know, but and he's like, hey, you know what you do, you know. And I'm thinking like, oh, I just got you just stand strong <laughs> yes. and just kind of build it up, and like oh, yeah. I can face this thing. And Go he's like, he's like. If you're anywhere near it, you run. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's the but that, I'm a man. In that moment. I'm a warrior. Right. Right. And you think and they're like, wait, now wait a minute here. But the most manly thing I can do. Yeah. Because the mo like I'm defending the most important things in my life. My my you know, obviously my family yeah. and, and my relationship with God and those types of things. Like that. I am defending those things to the utmost. When I turn tail and I run, yeah, you know what I mean. And you're like, it says, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it, just run. Yeah, you don't have to just go stand in front of the thing and see if you catch on fire. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, you don't need to do that to overcome yeah. this thing. Right. Sometimes there's those areas in our lives that are they're like big buttons, right? Like they're oh, like yeah. that's a big weakness of mine, and I know this weakness of mine. I don't get anywhere near it. Yeah. You just you re you you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. oh I've oh, yeah. overcome this thing now because I got <laughs> close to such and such and I didn't and no. Right, yeah. No, you run. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? And and I think too, like, oh man, gosh, for so much of even my own Christian life and just because I think it's the way Christians talk a lot, it was all about what not to do. Mm, yes. And yes. we're we have such a failure about that mm-hmm. because because anytime I've messed up or done something, the moment I go and talk to Jesus, he's not talking to me about it. Right. He doesn't actually care. <laughs> right. It's not about the rules for him. It's about relationship. Right. And he's trying to build relationship with me, and he's trying to connect. And he's like, yeah, 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 just please don't. 
Yeah. And here, let's talk about this. I yes. want to talk to you about that. Like, yeah. And so, so much of the time, we it's all about what not to do whenever it's actually about just running after him, yeah. building that relationship, becoming more concrete in who you are as a man. Um, and I think, so kind of looping this thing back in a little bit, yeah. we kind of, yeah. you know, gone down in different routes and stuff like that. What, uh, I know one of the things you've been, you were talking about before we got on here was, okay, I'm a Christian now, you yeah. know, I, I have Jesus in my heart. Yeah. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And, and what you said just before asking that, that's kind of it is, you know, because I, I am, you know, for so long it was, you know, if you, when you become a Christian, here are the things that not to do. Mm. Okay. Well, I know enough, I know enough that if you say, don't do this, don't do mm. that, don't do this, don't do that. I'm going to find something else to fill those gaps Yeah. or I'm going to, well, I don't know what to fill with it. So I'm just going to go back to it eventually. You know, mm. if, if you were trying to start eating healthy and I said, you're no longer allowed to eat donuts. And I just kind of left it at that. You're never allowed <laughs> to eat donuts. You'll be like, fine, fine. I can, I, I'll stop eating donuts. And then like after a week or two, you're going to be like, but I really like donuts and I don't know what to replace yeah. that with. And suddenly they're at work. Right. And suddenly I see the donut store when I didn't notice it before <laughs> on my way to work. Right. And suddenly right. I, it's like now it almost became worse. Yes. You know, and, and I know that there's that uh, that scripture. Again, I don't have the Bible memorized, but I know there's the scripture of right. um, when you're you're cleaning out a house and you, you kick out the strong man, um, mm. beware that, that seven stronger don't come in to replace it. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, mm. I'm now a Christian. I've, I've fully accepted Jesus into my heart. Don't give me a list of what not to do, mm-hmm. but on the same, in, on the, on the same hand or, or on the, the other hand, whatever, whichever hand you want to talk about, don't give me a list of rules of now that I'm a Christian, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You know, so I, I love yeah, how you said, it's good. You know, it's, it's, it's about the relationship. You know, because I, that it, that is, it's, I, that is something I'm learning, Absolutely. you know, in all areas of life, it's, it's about the relationship, you know, because I know there's a good list of, of do this, don't do that in the 10 commandments. Right. Um, you know, but aside from that, you know, I, I've, I've seen different churches and I've heard of different churches. It's like, well, well, to be a Christian, you, you have to do this. And it's like, but that's not in the Bible. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the I've I've heard of the churches. They're like, well, you know, the women always have to wear dresses and, and have long hair and nobody's right. allowed to wear makeup and and you're not allowed to drink. And I'm like, but Jesus drank mm. wine. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of people drank wine. It's not a problem. You know, right. but again, it's. But where is your relationship? Yeah. You know, good. what is is that an idol? And I think to some people, <laughs> religion yeah. has become their idol. It's really good. You know, people almost focus on their relationship with their religion versus their relationship with Jesus. And it's almost a a status slash identity thing, too, that, oh, look at how I'm doing this and how I'm behaving. And I'm different or better than you because I'm wearing this or I don't do those things. I do these things. And so that and it's like suddenly there's yeah. there's none of Jesus anywhere in that. No, no, there's and, not. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, they're making religion their idol. Absolutely. 
And it's Christianity without knowing Jesus. Yes. And there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Truthfully. And and, and that was sorry to, to interrupt, but that yeah. was that was for me, mm. that was actually what kept me away from being a Christian for so long. Oh yeah. Because I saw what was going on. It's like, well, I oh, was yeah. I was raised I learned I heard all the stories. I heard all the stories growing up. We, you know, yes, we didn't read the Bible, but we we heard the stories. We mm-hmm. we heard a bunch of the parables. You know, okay, fine. So it's like I knew the stories, I knew roughly the teachings of Jesus. You know, and it was like I know enough about the teachings that what you're doing is wrong. But because I d- I'm not a Bible scholar, I can't tell you mm-hmm. why you're wrong. You know, but it was enough that I was like, that's not I don't I don't think that's what Jesus intended. Well, do you want to join our church? No, no, because that's not I don't think that's what Jesus intended. Right. You know, so (laughs) and that was that was one thing that was refreshing, you know, when when I came to our church and it was like, well, this is what the Bible says. You know, you you had you had pastors that were literally opening the Bible and saying, yeah, this is what the Bible says. And here's what the people at the time were doing and here's the culture of the time not just you know well i'm going to read part of this verse and i'm going to apply it to now and therefore you know because then it becomes like the 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 nostradamus you know a a blind eagle will fly across the silver sky (laughs) at the high noon and it's like (laughs) whatever well that means right in 2023 Jesus is coming back. I'm like, I don't think that's what that means. Right. But I'm yeah. gonna I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it's so true. And I love okay, so I've been kind of juggling this term around recently where it, it's naturally supernatural. Yes. You, I have this encounter with God that just revolutionizes this part of my life, right? Like my words or whatever, like, or or some sort of character thing, or it just builds me up in some way. And like God supernaturally just changes and, and this power. And then he's kind of like, Hey, go do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, like not necessarily do whatever I want as in like bad or what. It's just like, okay. I talk with God every single day. Yes. Every day I have some sort of conversation with him and some days more meaningful or deeper or longer than others. Yeah. But every day there's that connection. Yeah. And and he like I think for some people that sounds alien. Mm. Like yeah. that sounds like, oh, that either just that happens sometimes at church. When God and every time he talks to me, he's not talking to me on this like high, yeah. crazy, out of this world type level. He's actually very natural. Yeah. And Paul is writing one of the books. I think it's First Corinthians. It okay. might be Romans, but I think it's First Corinthians. And he's like, "Thank God, I didn't baptize any of you except for Gaius and his family and blah blah blah." <laughs> and then, and then he goes, "Oh wait, I also baptized blah 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 blah." And that part, yeah. like that, is God breathed scripture. Yeah, yeah. Paul naturally. Wait a minute now. There was somebody else too. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. being totally naturally human, and God let that be scripture like yeah. it's not na- he, he he comes down and he supernaturally impacts people mm-hmm. and then he wants you to go in like your flavor who you are how you act yeah. go in now be like yeah. he's not 
demanding or controlling or rule driven. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like he's like, go and have your interests, Levi. Like right. go I really like soccer these yeah. days, you know, and I really like I have some board games that I really enjoy and yeah. I, you know, and, and like these other things and he's kinda like, Yes, go and do those things, but when I come calling and I say, Hey, come meet with me, yeah. I can step away from any of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that relationship is number one. And so I think, man, people we you do you kind of make you can make your religion your god in a way rather than god your god yeah <laughs> oh, forget yeah. it's just kind of natural in yeah. so many ways and i i think sometimes you know and and to to kind of break it down um for people that that maybe aren't there yet and and mm. i'm i'm not there every day i'll admit i'm not there every day i want to be sure um but it's it's similar to kind of you know when you talk with your spouse every day, you know, yeah. you talk with your wife every day, you know, yeah. you know how she thinks, you know how she's, you know, you have a pretty good idea how she's going to respond, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and when yeah. you, we have that relationship and that back and forth and that, you know, those conversations every day, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes it's the, you know, man, I, I wonder how, you know, if, if, if this happens, if, if this big health care, um, health scare happens, mm. you know, how are we going to handle it, you know, financially, mentally, emotionally, you know, or, you know, Hey, um, our kids are, our kids are now getting older and through talking about college, you know, it's like, where, where, what's going to happen. And then the next day you're going to be like, you know, if, if you were, if you were a frog, what kind of frog would you be? You know, <laughs> and you do, you have those moments. Yes. You know, and it's it's yeah, so the it's so it's the randomness. It but it is. It's <laughs> it's some days you have those upper yes. level yeah. you know, deep question you know, deep conversations and the other it's days so it's like eh. And you, it's amazing you see your wife thrive in yeah. that. Like I you can tell when you've made that connection mm -hmm. in yeah. one way or the other, one of those conversation routes or the other, yeah. right? And you've made that just a little bit of effort. Yeah. Like sometimes I think we make it this really it's a lot of effort. Oh yes. It it may be a little more than you want to give, but it's less than you think. Yes. I love that quote. That's yeah. probably applies to so many things, but but when you and you make that connection, you can tell when that happens. Yeah. Like you can tell that your spouse responds so positively to that connection and uh and that focus and in yeah. conversation like you said whether it's about this deep crazy thing or whatever yes. or this what kind of <laughs> i love that That's i completely funny. threw you with that one you're welcome <laughs> you really yeah did. you can you can use that one and uh on your way home you can <laughs> she's like what did you guys talk about <laughs> well you would not believe first of all babe what kind of uh, if you were a frog your son might be a little more interested in that conversation than your wife. <laughs> probably just, would. Just <laughs> probably would. But no, man, I I really love it. And yeah. and uh, one of the things, it's just something I actually kind of wanted to say when I was thinking about coming on here and talking about this was there is, um, you know, Jesus, again, he's praying in that John 17 verse, yeah. right, a chapter, which is actually a really cool chapter because the whole thing is actually his prayer. Oh, nice. He has a prayer to God. And, and in one part, he actually prays too about like, Hey, if I like, and he's like, those you've given to me, my disciples, blah, blah. And anyone who believes in me and I'm like, Oh wow, Jesus is <laughs> praying for me right here. Like he's praying, he prayed for me, yes. you know, like anybody who believes in him, like he prayed for all of us. And, uh, 
but one of the things I love, he prays this prayer. Then it says he, at the end of it, then the very next chapter, he walks across the Kidron Valley is what they say to the Mount of Olives, I believe it is. And that's mm. where he prays. And that's where Judas comes and like, then he gets arrested and goes to the cross. Like before he goes to the cross, he knows it's happening. Yeah. He knows oh, this yeah. is coming. The most, imp- he goes to pray. Yeah. Not a word about it. Yeah. Not a word hmm. about what he was about to go through, what he was about to do, asking God for help in that moment. Not a word. Yeah. All of his prayer was about basically like, God, I want to know you. Mm-hmm. I, like we are connected, fully yeah. connected. And I want my disciples to know you. The ones you have given me, may they know you. And anybody who believes in me. Yeah. That they're connected to you as I am connected to you. Like he had this mission. Mm. And I'm starting to, I'll give you an, a direct example. Yeah. I want my family to know God. Yes. I want to know God. And as we've talked about, I've known God my whole life now. And it's been amazing to have that. But I want my family now to know God. And this is like the battle. I tell Shanae, I'm like, this is the crisis of my life. Mm. We had a we had a time where we could not pay our bills. Yeah. It was a really bad financial time for us and I could not afford my bills. Hardly stressed me at all. Yeah. Hardly affected me. Wow. And I remember grabbing Shanae and pulling her in and I said, "Babe, I know that this situation <laughs> is and it's important to you and obviously, yeah. you know, this is a thing we got to address, but I need you to know the crisis of my life, mm. the battle of my life is that I would know God and my family would know God. And yeah. I'm like, this thing, we're yeah. going to get through this thing. <laughs> yeah. And you begin to be, my my circumstances are not defining me anymore. Right. Jesus about to go to the cross could have been the crisis of his life. Yeah. It's not affecting him. It's not defining him anymore. Yeah. He has something else. That's way bigger and way more important. And as I've kind of grown into that mm-hmm. mindset and of, of connection with God and desiring my family and anybody God has given me to be connected to God and grow in that relationship, that this is my battle, yeah. it suddenly starts defining everything else. Nice. And that where I can turn around and be the husband and be the father, because you're never going to have enough time or strength for all of it as it all calls for. You just won't. No. And I think honestly, that's kind of the painful part. Like (laughs) Jesus had to walk by people. He ended up never praying for. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's kind of painful in a way, but, but you, you learn to, okay, but this, yeah, if this, this is the battle. This is the thing that defines me, not my bank account, not not you know anything that might come at us down the road or any other circumstance that I can uh, fathom. Yeah, does not define us in our family. This does. I don't care. You know, and to me, it's a little thing now. Anything that happens to the news or whatever, I'm like, okay, it, <laughs> yeah. that's to me, it's that's not a battle. But some people, that's a big battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't define you. It doesn't rock you anymore. This. Yeah. Is what rocks you and defines you, and and that's what I make my decisions off of is yeah. based on that. Is this where we're going? Are we heading here? That's where I gauge myself of of being uh, successful or not successful. Is that yeah. um, is my family getting to know God? Am I knowing God? Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, really man. good. That's really good. 
Um, so before we wrap up, and I know you, you've kind of touched on it, um, but what would be some practical advice um, that you would give somebody that is in that mm-hmm. now what moment? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Absolutely. some some of that, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a beginner. I'm I'm kind of intermediate or yep. getting to be intermediate. You know yep. what what practical steps would you give, or or step would you give yep. to somebody? Yeah, I think we always hear it. People who lose their father, they go, "Man, I wish I had made that better connection. I wish I had him now to have this conversation." Or I wish blah 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 blah. Like we, they always tend to do it after it's too late, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you. Just just open up a little space of time for the conversation with God, your father. Yeah. And, and if you're like, man, I'm not hearing anything. I don't know how to hear anything. <laughs> Listen, he wrote you a book. Yeah. And it's okay to start there. Yeah. And it's okay to not understand it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. It's okay to go like, I don't, all right. Yeah. But somewhere, I guarantee you, if you do that, you start making that space five minutes, ten minutes. I'm mm. not telling you to do anything hard. Yeah. Just do something. And when you start making that space, somewhere along the line, you will hear something. Yeah. You will hear, you will sense like, hey, I should probably change this thing. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's something small almost every time. God's not like, hey, by the way, you're going to Africa. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not, yes. it's going to yeah. be like, hey, Next time your wife says this to you, don't react like that. Yeah. Hey, I think you should probably step up and do the dishes tonight. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be, and you're going to be like, was that, that can't be, I know that wasn't my thought. It's going to be the little things. It had to be from God. Start with the little things. And so I'm telling you, that's where it begins. That's where it starts. Anytime I have gone a week or a couple Mm. days and I'm like, man, where am I at here? Where's my head at? That's what I get back to right there. That's the thing that's going to mark you and start leading you. You know, if your dad is missing, right, and he's not here, you would love to have that 10-minute conversation with him. Yeah. Go and have that 10-minute conversation with God. Just open up and be natural about it. Yeah. If something sucks, tell him it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, be nat- some of the Psalms is David basically telling God, hey, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. it's okay to have this conversation yeah. like that it's with okay God. It's okay to be, be real open, in front Be of God. natural. Yep. Yeah. And allow him to come into your regular day, your average yeah. day. Give him that space in your life. That's where I would start. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Levi. I appreciate this. This has been an awesome talk. I will, I will definitely be bringing you back um, for more yeah, of this. I would love yeah. that. Thanks, yeah. Luke. So, All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Stay fit. Be well. Be well.